The Wisdom of Crowds by James Surowiecki. One sentence summary. The Wisdom of Crowds researches why groups reach better decisions than individuals, what makes groups smart, where the dangers of group decisions lie, and how each of us can encourage the groups we are part of to work together. My favorite quote from the author is, Paradoxically, the best way for a group to be smart is for each person in it to think and act as independently as possible. James Surowiecki The book that's been sitting in my library the second longest out of all. I expected something about crowdfunding and the power of the internet and was surprised. James Surowiecki managed to explain a really cool idea, which is actually quite old, using plenty of pre-internet examples. He's a staff writer for The New Yorker. The book was published in 2004. Here are my lessons. 1. Big crowds make smarter decisions than any individual. 2. Hurt behavior weakens the power of crowd decisions. 3. Think more like a pedestrian. Ready to get smarter? Let's go. The Wisdom of Crowds, Lesson 1. Big crowds reach smarter decisions than individuals. This answers the question, who's smarter, groups or individuals? When Francis Galton visited a livestock fair in 1906, he surely wasn't expecting this. Over 800 contestants entered a contest where they had to guess the weight of an ox. Being a true scientist, Galton took a close look at the statistical data, hard work by the way, without Excel, and found no one guessed the true weight of the ox, which was 1,198 pounds, correctly. The closest guess was 1,270 pounds, still now 9 pounds off. However, when he calculated the average weight guess of all participants, he was shocked. 1,197 pounds. The crowd as a whole was just one pound off. This phenomenon persists, even though weight-guessing contests have gone a bit out of fashion. A modern example would be Wikipedia. While no single person could have provided all the information for Mr. Gall's Wikipedia article, the combined power of Wikipedia's open contributor model helped create a sound report on the man. The Wisdom of Crowds Lesson 2 Hurt behavior can weaken the power of crowd decisions. This answers the question, what can be a way in which a group influences a decision negatively? Sometimes groups reach wrong decisions, despite being big and diverse. One of the reasons can be herd behavior. Humans are social beings, and thus we naturally feel safer if we go with the common opinion of the crowd. It lets us hide inside the crowd and protects us from potentially looking like a fool or even being expelled from the group. Remember when you told your parents that you have to stay till 12am at Jake's party because everyone else gets to stay that late? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The cool thing about this particular example is that it worked if everyone told this to their parents, none of whom had originally agreed to staying out late. But there are two factors that strengthen this natural tendency of ours. One, social proof, and two, social rank. Social proof is what most websites nowadays use to make you buy their stuff. It can come in the form of X number of customers, join 40,000 subscribers, or the number of people who backed a Kickstarter project for 3D printed souls. If we know members of a group have used a certain service or trust a person, it's easier for us to trust the same brand or individual. However, this goes wrong when we accept social proof and use it as a replacement for doing our own thinking. In a similar fashion, hierarchy can have a big influence on whether we follow the herd. This happens all the time in politics, where only a few are allowed to speak, 
but the entire group has to reach a decision, such as the German Bundestag or the US Senate. Because the leader is assumed to be an authority, we follow his or her opinion. A worst-case scenario of hurt behavior can be seen in the mass suicide of Heaven's Gate, a UFO-related sect where 39 members followed the leader into death to be taken away from Earth by UFOs. Even if we are smarter in groups, we should still always think independently and make up our own mind. Only then will the group reach the best decision. The Wisdom of Crowds, Lesson 3. You should think more like a pedestrian. This answers the question, what way should you think in your everyday life, group or not? Why do groups work in the first place? Because they automatically coordinate themselves, as long as everyone's looking out for other people. Take walking on the street as an example. When you walk around, do you bump into other people all the time? Of course not. You adjust to the group and walk faster or slower in order to avoid crashing into people. And you also anticipate where others are going, so you can pass them left or right. By the way, have you ever noticed how hard it is to pass someone once you've made eye contact? Once we consciously note someone coming towards us, it becomes a one-on-one -on -one exchange and there's no group to adapt to. That's why you might find yourself going left, right, left, only to end up right in front of the person you just looked at. The summary made a great analogy for life here. People who look where others want to go reach their own goals faster. So think a bit more like a pedestrian and everyone will win. My personal takeaways from the Wisdom of Crowds for 2017. Before I read these, I usually try to think of a few addendums, of course, and what else I want to say right after after I finish reading this summary. And when I look at the lessons of this one, a few fun examples and stories popped into my mind. Because recently, I've been thinking about quite the opposite. Like when the second case happens, hurt behavior and how stupid people are in large groups sometimes. Um, so I, I would love to share some examples of that with you. Um, but maybe I can think of something else as well. So first of all, the reason the whole big crowds idea from lesson one works is something called the law of large numbers. And that's just statistically saying that if you, if you pick a group or a sample size from, if you're staying in the statistic term, if you pick a sample size that is sufficiently large enough, any, any group or any, um, curve or uh, distribution you you get will come close to a normal distribution. So in I think in the science community uh, it says that n larger thirty is um, a large enough sample to to provide valid results. And the larger you go, the closer you will come to a normal distribution, which is the standard statistical curve. It looks like a bell curve. Or it's called a bell curve. Um, where you have the majority of people in the middle, which is 68%, so 32% uh, left from the average, 32% right, no, 34% each right from the average. Then you have another 12.5% each, I think, um, who are two standard deviations away from the average, the, the large share being one standard deviation, and th the third standard deviation covers the little rest, like 3.5% on each side of the curve at the extreme ends. And of course, the bigger the group, the closer you get to those normally distributed numbers across whatever the scale you're measuring is in. So for example, in the ox example, if uh, people like the lowest estimate out of all the 800 might have been 500 pounds, right? And the highest might have been 
2,000 pounds. And then the scale would be 500 to 2,000 pounds. So that's a 1,500 pound range. And for a sufficiently large group and with 800 contestants, that surely is large enough, you would get an average curve where 68% of the people would be one standard deviation. And I don't know exactly what that number is right now. It might have been something like the range is 1,500 pounds. Uh, so it's 750 from the middle left and right. So then that might be something within 250 pounds, right? So the middle between 500 and 2000 would be 1250. So you would expect half, more than half the people, 68%, to make an estimate that is between 1200 and 1950 pounds and 1,500 pounds, right? Or 1,000, 1,500. So somewhere in the middle, right? Um, and that's the law of large numbers. And that's why these whole um, groups tend to go towards the average thing works. And if the average is the correct answer, then that makes the group decision smarter. Now, however, a lot of cases exist where the average isn't the answer, right? And that's a great example of herd behavior. First of all, social proof and social rank. I use social proof too. On my website, it says join 10,000 plus subscribers, right? There's a number on there. That makes you feel good because you think, hmm, if over 10,000 people trust that guy with their email, it's a pretty safe bet that I, if I trust him with mine too, I will at least not be abused or my email will be sold or something like that, right? So that's how social proof works. Um, we can't again outsource our decision to the herd because if you just say like oh it's worked for 40,000 people it must work for me too because that's not true uh, social rank obviously I mean hierarchy thinking is a huge problem uh, it's the same at work I mean if you just do what your boss tells you or if you follow your boss's orders blindly you shouldn't be surprised if one day that's gonna backfire because your boss advised you to do something wrong either ethically wrong or morally wrong or just factually wrong and it's the wrong decision. So you always have to think for yourself. But coming back to herd behavior, so some examples, right? It's absolutely fascinating. I live in Munich, it's a big city and there's lots and lots of groups uh, in public transport every single day, right? Lots of groups of large groups of people go from A to B a lot. And I'm always surprised about a ton of their behaviors. First, <laughs> when I'm on the subway, I get off the subway and there are uh, escalators going up, right? Uh, recently got off with a friend. There were two escalators going up, left and right. And in the middle, there were the normal stairs. I usually, usually take the normal stairs, but he wanted to take the escalator. And then usually because people here drive on the right side and on the, on the sidewalk walk on the right side, everybody goes out the subway and takes the right escalator up. Because usually the left one goes down. But in that case, the left one didn't go down. It went up as well. But no one went and took the left escalator because everybody was so used to their right side mode that they just took the right escalator. Right escalator was crammed, left escalator was empty. So I told my friend, whoa, 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 come on, Max, we're taking the left side one. So stupid group think. Second example, when you enter a bus and the bus is fairly full, right? And people are sitting there. Usually how people spread in a bus is always the same pattern. Everyone takes a, a double seat as long as, it, as long as double seats are empty. And only, only when all the double seats are full and there's already one person on there, will we ask someone if we can sit next to them. That's just, at least in Germany, that's how it works. Um, 
So nobody sits with someone if they don't have to. Now, what always surprises me is that you can see when you get in on the front of the bus, you can see all the way to the back of the bus. They're not that large. And you can see that the bus is full and that every double seat is already inhabited by one person. But people always, always still walk to the back of the bus for some reason thinking that there might be a seat left. I don't know what's going on there either. Um, And usually it's because they follow the person that went ahead of them, right? And they walk through as well. So they follow and they walk through and follow them. Same thing at the airport. When you get off and you're supposed to get your luggage, there might be signs pointing in two different directions and usually everybody comes out, everybody walks right. And as as soon as the first person walks right, everyone follows because they all come from the same plane, so they assume my luggage must be the same way. But what if that first guy didn't read the sign and went the wrong way? Then usually, sometimes you can see it, there's like 20, 30 people and they get slower and slower and slower and eventually they realize, oh shit, we're all the wrong way. And then everybody has to go back. Another example of a stupid group thing. Um, trying to think of another one. I think I had one. But anyways, you get the point. Don't do what the group does just because the group does it. And don't let other people validate decisions or ideas for you just you know like because a large chunk of the people does it it doesn't necessarily make it right the pedestrian example i love the one-on-one interaction thing that's happening to me all the time like i look someone in the eye and i'm like oh shit now we have to figure this out and it's like left right left right left right and you still end up in front of the person's nose um so it's a really it's a really fun thing but as long as you're in the group uh in the in the big mix the big mash mingle of people oh yeah What I would suggest is, uh, so walk faster, right? Because walking faster forces you to look out where others go more and anticipate where they go and then try to see if like, oh, is it better if I go left or right? So I walk about twice as fast as most of the people. Um, First of all, that saves a ton of time over your lifetime. I mean, you don't live twice, right? So why would you waste time slobbing around and walking slowly when, especially when you're going from A to B, right? Of course, if you're taking a walk, that makes sense. But most people, man, they walk so slowly in everyday life, it's not even fun. So I highly recommend you walk faster because also it forces you to look where others are going. And when you notice, hmm, these people are all going, but they're not fast. And you like zip, 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 you move through. And yeah, it's it, it's motivation, it's inspiration, and it saves you precious time. So try that. Try to spot groupthink when you see it. And I hope you learned something about the wisdom or stupidity of crowds today. I will see you on the next summary.